I'd like to welcome onto the show uh, Michael Thompson, who is the Deputy Mayor of Toronto and Chair of the City's Economic and Community Development Committee, who uh, is going to be talking about this tomorrow with City Council. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good morning, Kelly. Okay, so I'm not a big fan of noise, but, you know, it's a city, right? Like, there's going to be, if you live in the city, you're going to be facing some sort of noise. So what's the major problem here, and why is, uh, you know, why are cars not subjected to the same maximum decibel level or trucks as motorcycles are? Yeah, so, Kelly, thank you very much for this uh, conversation. It is... um an issue that is not just germane to Toronto, but it is um, worldwide in North America. I was just doing some research uh, last night and preparing for a committee tomorrow, looking what other jurisdictions have done, New York, um, Chicago, and California. In Toronto specifically, we do have a problem, and that's part of the issue that is going to be discussed at my committee tomorrow. Our staff are reporting on the noise directives that um, they have been given direction on and so on, particularly as it relates to uh, motor vehicles, uh, the noise emitting from you know noisy cars with mufflers at aftermarket. Um, they have been modified to essentially make noise, and it does create a huge problem. And we know noise pollution, um, issues around people getting deaf from just the varying noise that emits from the city. Um, I don't know the actual total at this point, but I'm hearing that that's an issue. But also just the loss of enjoyment and, you know, lack of sleep and so on. It is something that we're reflecting on in terms of looking at what to do. I know some people don't think we're doing anything, but in fact, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work that actually being done and uh, efforts are being made. But as you can imagine, there's a vast array of people out there, whether or not it's motorcycles or cars with modified mufflers and, you know, other things that we're looking at is um, um, leaf blowers. And uh, I know that there's been some conversation about lawnmowers as well. It's just creating a huge issue as well as the time when people can actually make some of the noise using those equipment, not particularly the cars, because they seem to happen all the time, quite frankly. And it is something that we're trying to get a handle on. Well, the pandemic really punctuated things uh, because during lockdown, when everybody was at home, it got really quiet and yep. silence can be kind of deafening. And then once things start to get back up and roaring, as they are now in the city of Toronto, things get a lot louder. So tomorrow you are going to be sitting down with the city's economic and community development committee. You're going to consider a few things on uh, on, on what the uh, city council should consider when it comes to noise. Can you run through some of those? Sure. I mean, uh, so what we are looking at is um, essentially giving staff more directions and staff coming in sort of piecemeal, to be quite frank with you, because the issue of the full review of our noise bylaw does not come into full effect until 2023. But in the interim, what we're going to be looking at, looking at amending sort of when noise can be made, for example, when you're making delivery and loading and unloading and so on, which isn't the big thing that people are complaining about. Quite frankly, they're complaining mostly about the vehicles that have been modified, the cars that are, I guess, modified for racing with loud noise and so on, the motorcycles they are complaining about. Um, What we are looking at doing with respect to that is obviously increasing um, the the sort of uh, policing aspects, both by our MLS enforcement and the police as a a result of 
the need to ensure that they um, are the ones who administer the Highway Traffic Act. So through blitzes and also asking for increases in fines. But I'm, I'm, you know, struggling with the notion that in, in, in effect, the number of people who are getting pulled over or getting tickets, because you referenced that it's mm-hmm. a very small number of people, uh, you know, you can count it on one hand, yet we know the problem is quite exhaustive. And so some of the areas that we're also looking at as well is the working through education, working with some of the, um, you know, the repair facilities who are perhaps uh, doing the modification. And I use the term perhaps because there are a lot of, you know, do-it-yourselfers who can do this work and not necessarily pointing the finger at all the repair facilities. Some of them are doing this, but we are looking at asking them not to, um, you know, do this kind of work to create this modification that's creating the amplified noise that's causing great disturbance to many people in the city. And as I said earlier, it's not unique to Toronto. Uh, New York has been looking at putting in what's called noise camera, a pilot program that they're looking in. It's something that I'd like to see how we can explore that as well, because it would then also capture the noise, but also capture your license plate in order to show who the culprits are, because that's part of a problem that we're yeah. having. Kept. Let Wait, me just jump in for right? a second here, because you're bringing sure. up a lot of things, and I'm just want to cut in, cut in, uh, and you're going to a lot, you're jumping around a little bit, because uh, this is obviously something that you are going to talk about tomorrow. So it's uh, you've got it in the back of your mind, but I have some questions about that. I, sure. I, I seem to remember the city was thinking of adopting that technology that New York had that you're talking about a couple of years ago, if not more, like well before the pandemic, and they would... What was the problem with this? Was it well, the workshops and were setting off the uh, the radar, so we were getting a lot of, you know, false flags? One was, what we were looking at was the noise radar, which is different from the right. noise camera. Okay. Um, the noise radar worked a little bit differently. Obviously, it's triggered by noise, but um, it was just to record then the sound and then, the, I guess, the decimal level. But the camera itself goes a step further, which is to record the license plate of the culprit vehicle who's actually making the noise. And that gives our enforcement people something to actually then, you know, take down. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So uh, unless you're there uh, when the noise radar goes off, you have no idea who's made the noise. That was the problem with that technology. Okay, so you're looking at this technology. Uh, now, which seems like a no-brainer, it also seems like a no-brainer to go right to the shops and go directly to the source. Right. Um, and is your plan that if shops break the right now, is it legal for shops to put in aftermarket parts to make uh, cars and motorcycles louder and trucks louder than they should be? And if so, you're looking at changing the laws. How would you do that? So that's a really good question. And in fact, um, I have not been able to find any type of information that suggests that they can't make modification. I think that there is a requirement, the instruction to say, don't do it, or that's not something that we support. We actually now want to have conversations with those who are in that business to implore them to, you know, to stop doing this and taking action. And we now have to look at what are the prescriptive rules that we could actually put in place to ensure that they don't follow through. Um, We license these facilities in the city of Toronto so we can make it a condition of their license, um, suspending their license, for example, if they don't actually follow through. But of course, as you can well imagine, we have to investigate 
uh, and ensure that, um, you know, we can prove where the work was actually done. And of course, that's Mm -hmm. relatively easy to do. But yeah, that would be part of the work that we would want to put in place to address this issue. And the, the other thing I mentioned earlier was that, you know, some of these do-it-yourselfers are not going to go to a, a repair shop to do it. They'll do it themselves. And the question is, how do we then uh, address that? But it is really important. Well, with the ticketings, uh, ticketing and, and the blitzes, I guess. Right. Well, that's part of the addressing it. But I mean, right. what I'm saying, it doesn't stop them from doing the actual work if they know how to do it themselves. Right. Quite frankly, what we need for people to understand is that their actions is causing huge challenges and problems for um, you know, the city with respect to the decibel level. I mean, you know, some places decibel levels that they're allowed is between 76 to 96 uh, in Toronto is sort of, you know, people appreciate and tolerate it between 55 and 60. Um, some places is 83. It's actually pretty loud. And then mm-hmm. we know that in a large city, there's going to be noise. And what we have to do is come to terms with what would be appropriate. But the noise from the, which which we're getting the majority of the complaints about are the vehicles that have been modified. Okay, so I need to ask you about this because before I run out of time with you, there's somebody listening right now. I know they are. I'm reading their mind. And they're saying, but wait a minute, it's a crappy day. That's why I'm not on my motorcycle, but loud pipes save lives. What do you say to that motorcycle rider? I don't understand this notion that about pipes save save lives. I think that careful riding and safe riding would be my first go-to option. Uh, just because you're making a lot of noise, I mean, quite frankly, I think it's more for show. And I but hope you that, could be uh, here. I'm going to throw this in there because yeah. I don't ride a motorcycle, but you could be devil's advocate, which I'm going to do right now. Yep. And that is, well, yeah, but it's not about me driving safely. I'm a safe motorcyclist. I have loud pipes so that people that are distracted driving on highways don't lane change into me. They know I'm there. Well, I haven't actually seen the study that validates or prove that fact. Okay. But what I do know is that the, particularly we're talking about motorcycles now, mm-hmm. motorcycles that have the loud noise. Uh, for example, I just saw a couple yesterday that were in front of me. There were no other cars in front of them, but they were revving those engines pretty high because they could. And I don't know what that had to do with safety. I think that safe motorcycling and safe um, driving in general doesn't necessarily necessitate the need for noise. I'm going to leave it at that. Michael, hopefully we'll talk again because I think uh, I'd like to find out what comes out of your meeting. And I think it's interesting stuff. It's really important. There's a lot of people that have gotten used to their right to quiet enjoyment and want to see things change in the city. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Happy to have talk Have a great day. You, you too. Cheers. Bye-bye. Toronto Deputy Mayor Michael Thompson, Chair of the City's Economic and Community Development Committee. They're going to be talking about all the noise, 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 noise tomorrow. And uh, by the way, if you want to make a complaint, they say call 311.